Our next speaker is with the uh, Georgia DOT, Matthew Fowler. Matthew's going to brief us on the truck study that they've done uh, a few years ago. Matt is uh, currently the assistant planet administrator for Georgia DOT. He received a special degree in urban policy studies from Georgia State University. And he's been with uh, Georgia DOT for about 10 years. Uh, he's currently, he's responsible for all the planning activities in the 99 counties and 9 MPOs in the southern portions of Georgia. So uh, please uh, join me in welcome Matt Fowler. Good morning. I'm Matthew Fowler, GDOT Office of Planning. Back in April, we wrapped up a year and a half, close to two-year effort of our Georgia truck lane study, and I'll briefly walk you through that. Freight in Georgia, as in across the nation, is growing greatly and will only continue to do so in the future. In Georgia, we anticipate that freight's going to grow about 260% between now and the year 2035. In 2004, our base year for the study, uh, freight moved in Georgia totaled 945 million tons. That's by all uh, modes, surface transportation modes. We forecast that increase into just under 2.5 billion tons. Trucks presently carry about 86% of all the freight moved in Georgia, and that will increase to around 88% by 2035. And also another interesting fact is truck traffic in Georgia is growing at twice the rate of car traffic. An overview of our truck lane study. Um, back in 2004 to 5 time frame, our state toll authority conducted a study in the metro Atlanta area exploring truck-only lanes, truck-only toll lanes. And it, it found that there may be some merit, but it also recommended further study by GDOT and the Atlanta MPO, the Atlanta Regional Commission. So at uh, their request and also the instruction of the GDOT board, we undertook the truck lane study. Here were its primary questions. Do truck-only lanes significantly reduce peak period congestion corridor-wide? If so, where should we build them? How much would they cost and what are the benefits? And then some basic study assumptions we have was that we would follow existing freeway alignments. We did not study new location routes. They would not be told to determine the true demand for the facilities. And we assume that the, vol uh, the usage of the lanes would be voluntary, not mandatory for trucks. Our study area included all of the freeways, both interstate and non-interstate within the state. And then we also did a sub-area study as part of this in around the Savannah port, which you see the inset listed there. I won't be touching on the Savannah port area study, but it is on our website. And we included the Savannah Port area because it is the fourth largest container port in the country and I believe the fastest growing as well. So a lot of growth coming out of that port area. Our data collection and inputs, some of the highlights are of course total traffic volumes and truck traffic volumes, existing and future year congestion levels for the interstate system and uh, other major routes. Freight origin and destination surveys, establishment surveys, which is simply us going out and meeting with uh, 
large distributors, warehouses, understanding how their operations were. Freight bottleneck locations identified through an FHWA report completed a couple years back now, and major freight generators. Here's a sample of some of the data we have. This, in, this is a list of our truck volumes for 2004 and 2035. On the left is the state in the year 2004. The gray shaded area is the metro Atlanta area. And highlighted in red are locations where we had truck volumes in excess of 30,000 trucks per day. You see in the year 2004, there's only one location in the state experiencing truck volumes like that. That's between the South Metro Atlanta area and Middle Georgia to Macon, Georgia area. However, by 2035, you see much of uh, the interstate network is in red, including all of I-75, our north-south routes, I-20 from east-west, and uh, I-85 radiating northeast out of Atlanta, along with 95 on the coast. All of those are experiencing <coughs> volumes of forecast to of 30,000 trucks per day in 2035. And some routes will, are anticipated to carry upwards of 60,000 trucks per day. Our origin and destination surveys, the Atlanta Regional Commission undertook a uh, freight mobility plan for the metro Atlanta area around the same time we were doing the truck study. So we combined forces to make sure that uh, we got the best bang for our buck and there was no overlap and shared our uh, OND survey data with each other. Highlighted in red and blue are locations where either GDOT or ARC collected data. We were at way stations, truck stops, major intermodal facilities, and the ports. And between the two agencies, we collected about 5,600 surveys. I started off by saying we studied all of the interstates and non-interstate freeways. And there were several iterations to come up with our ultimate systems that we evaluated. So we're going to step to the final iteration of that. That's the system level analysis where we came up with four different possible systems. All of these are in Metro Atlanta. You see um, system one and two are very similar, basically truck lanes on I-75 north and south of town, on 285 on the west side, that's the loop road around Atlanta, and on I-20 west of town going out to the Thornton Road area, which is a, a major warehousing area. System 3 is everything you saw in System 1, plus the rest of I-285, our loop road having truck lanes on it, along with I-85 going northeast out of town. And System 4 includes truck lanes on 75 north and south, along with 285, again, the loop road on the north and east sides, and I-85 going out the northeast side of town. Our system level evaluation criteria focused on traffic volumes, speeds, and benefits and costs. And we uh, analyzed this using the Atlanta MPO's travel demand model, which we modified with some of the truck data and additional information we collected. So what effect does constructing truck-only lanes have on general purpose lanes? Well, many trucks would shift from the general purpose lanes to truck only lanes. Since it was voluntary, we found about 60% of the trucks would shift from the general purpose lanes to the truck only lanes. Um, the reason it probably wasn't higher is we didn't provide access points at the same locations or as many access points as you presently have along the interstate. 
And fewer trucks, not surprisingly, frees up capacity in the general purpose lanes. So good, good thing going for us there. However, the freed up capacity is quickly consumed by new travelers attracted from parallel routes. So all the freed up capacity we had was quickly filled in by drivers who would have been on the surface street otherwise, thus diminishing the traffic level reductions in the general purpose lanes. And overall, you see for each of the four systems here, traffic in the general purpose lanes dropped by around 5% under a build versus no build scenario. What effect does truck only lanes have on travel speeds? Here are the 2035 afternoon peak period speeds for each of the four systems. The red bar shows the general purpose lane speeds if we do not build truck-only lanes. You can see it's around 20 miles per hour. If we do build truck-only lanes, the general purpose lane speeds will increase to around 25 to 30 miles per hour. And the truck-only lanes themselves would experience travel speeds of around 45 miles per hour. And again, that's because of the traffic being attracted from parallel routes. What are our benefits and costs? Well, you, here you see each of the four systems. In blue, we've got the project benefits listed. And in red, we've listed project cost. The red lists both capital and operations and maintenance costs. You see system three has the greatest benefits, but also the greatest cost. Not surprising, since that was the full build-out system. However, it's interesting to note that most of these benefits will accrue to the trucks traveling in the truck-only lanes, not surprisingly. And during the uh, peak periods in Metro Atlanta, heavy trucks represent only about 6% of the traffic. So primarily those heavy trucks are the ones enjoying the $24 billion worth of benefits. Again, here's System 3. It does yield the greatest benefits. It's the complete comprehensive network with a cost in current or then current 2007 year dollars of just a little over $13 billion, and in future year dollars around $22 billion. And just to sort of reference this for us, 13 billion represents approximately 14 years worth of Georgia's eligible federal aid highway funding uh, for Georgia. That's the NHS, IM, and STP funds. What if tolls are considered though? So system three cost about $13 billion in current dollars. And a preliminary analysis that we did as part of a, another study we have going on indicates that we could generate approximately $3.3 billion in net revenue from tolling the truck lanes over 30 years, again in current dollars. However, $3.3 billion doesn't go too far in closing the funding gap when it cost about $13.2 billion. And also that $3.3 billion is not available on day one. That's over the course of 30 years of collecting the toll. So our ultimate conclusion was for the state to not pursue standalone truck-only lanes based on the traffic volume benefits. Uh, general purpose lanes only experience about a 5% decrease in traffic. 
With the speeds, the general purpose lane speeds increase on average about 10 miles per hour. However, the general purpose lanes still continue to experience stop and go traffic. If you're sitting in traffic, you might not realize it, that you are experiencing any benefit. The benefits primarily accrue to the heavy trucks with minimal benefits to the overwhelming majority of motorists and general public. Again, during peak period, when you need the capacity the most, heavy trucks represent about 6% of the traffic flow in Metro Atlanta. However, as I started off saying, we do recognize that freight is growing and of great concern to the state. And so we are considering truck traffic needs in our Metro Atlanta Managed Lane System Plan, which is underway. So truck-only lanes are not the only solution to accommodating truck traffic, and we're exploring some other options with the Metro Atlanta Managed Lane System Plan. And here's our website, gatrucklanestudy.com. We've got all of our documents and tech memos, final reports on the website under Project Media along with a visualization video which shows uh, what truck-only lanes might look like if they were constructed. Thank you, Matthew.